0: Hello, early birds, this is The Worm, a podcast from Yellowstone Public Radio News and Montana Public Radio. I'm your host, Orlinda Worthington. Today is Thursday, February 22nd. A familiar name is back in the mix of Montana politics. Landowners could get paid for allowing the public on their private land. And a halftime event brings awareness of missing and murdered indigenous women to center court. Former Congressman Danny Reberg, a Republican from Billings, is running for Congress once again. Here's Yellowstone Public Radio's Jackie Coffin.
1: Denny Reberg announced on Wednesday his candidacy for House District 2, representing the eastern side of Montana, a seat currently held by fellow Republican Matt Rosendale. Reberg served six terms as Montana's lone congressman from the year 2000 to 2012, when he vacated the seat to run against Democrat John Tester for Senate. After losing to Tester, Reberg worked for a lobbying firm and opened a series of small businesses back in Montana. Reberg said he wants to run again because he is concerned about the direction the country is headed. Reberg is one of several Republicans running for the seat currently held by Rosendale, who entered and withdrew a bid for Senate in the span of one week. In Billings, I'm Jackie Coffin.
0: After dropping out of the Senate race, Congressman Matt Rosendale has not publicly shared his plans for reelection. YPR did reach out to Rosendale Wednesday for updates, but has not received a response at this time. A handful of Montana nonprofits will share millions of dollars of state money in support of local homeless and emergency shelters. Montana Public Radio's Edward O'Brien reports.
1: The $5 million will be used to help local shelters with new construction, renovations, and acquisition of additional space. It'll be divvied up between 10 recipients in Billings, Bozeman, Butte, Hamilton, Kalispell, and Missoula. Good Samaritan Ministries of Helena conditionally received over $550,000 and is subject to securing a new shelter location. The funding comes from a grant program through the state Commerce Department. Most of the recipients serve Montana's growing homeless population. One notable exception is the Hamilton-based Safe in the Bitterroot, the county's only provider of emergency shelter and services for survivors of domestic and intimate partner abuse. According to a recent U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development report, Montana saw a 550 percent increase in individuals experiencing chronic homelessness since 2007, Reporting from Missoula, I'm Edward O'Brien.
0: A U.S. appeals court has struck down a moratorium on coal leasing from federal lands. Wednesday's ruling could open the door to future coal sales from publicly owned reserves of the fuel that's a major source of climate-changing greenhouse gases. It marks a setback for environmentalists and was hailed by industry representatives who said the move could allow some mining projects in advance. The demand for new coal leases is uncertain. Coal production from federal lands dropped sharply over the past decade after many electric utilities switched to less polluting natural gases and renewables. More than 260 million tons of coal, almost half of the nation's total, was mined by private companies from leases on federal land in 2022, the most recent figures available. Most of the mining happens in western states, including Montana, Wyoming, and Colorado. Montana landowners have until mid-March to apply for a public access program. That's according to a news release from Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. Yellowstone Public Radio's Kay Erickson has details.
2: Unlocking Public Lands, or UPL, and Public Access Land Agreement, or PALA, are programs designed to provide recreational public access to state or federal land where no or limited public access currently exists. For enrollment in UPL, landowners must hold the lease for the public land and decide how the public may cross their private property. These landowners accepted into the program will receive income tax credit of $750 per agreement up to a maximum of $3,000 in exchange for allowing access to reach otherwise inaccessible public land. Landowners interested in PALA enrollment must hold the land lease and would be paid, including funding for infrastructure reimbursements for things like gravel and culverts, to facilitate public access to the inaccessible public lands. FWP reports that Montana contains millions of acres of public land much of it is inaccessible to the public and requires permission for access. For more information on the public access programs, it can be found at fwp.mt.gov landowner. I'm Kay Erickson, Billings.
0: Montana continues to rank in the top 10 states in the nation for the number of reported cases of missing and murdered Native women and girls. A presentation at Saturday's Montana State University Billings women's basketball game used halftime and the power of silence to help raise awareness. Number 10. At halftime of the MSUB Lady Yellow Jackets game, instead of the usual loud commotion of the jazz band, cheerleaders, and overhead announcements in the Alterowitz gym, there is this. Spectators grew quiet as more than 50 Native American women, men, and children circled the basketball court in silence, each holding a photo of a missing or murdered friend or loved one. Daniel LaForge carried a picture of his sister, the second family member killed by violence.
1: We're seeking justice for my sister to this point. We, we still haven't had a court date to where we've been able to get that justice. So any kind of awareness that we can bring to her situation and help us get that justice is something that we're striving for.
0: It may seem an unusual pairing, a high-energy basketball game, coupled with the somber issue of missing and murdered indigenous women but the February 17th game brought the issue to center court. Randy Bear-Don't-Walk is the Native Success Coordinator for MSUB, he explains the significance.
1: Basketball is huge in Native American culture, and it's a way to draw the community closer, it's it's, it's a way to to present our plight that we battle on a a daily basis, you know, the missing and murdered indigenous woman is a huge issue in our community, and a lot of times it's uh, swept under the rug, if
2: you will.
0: Raising awareness of MMIW started the game too. The MSUB team entered the gym wearing red t shirts with the phrase, No More Stolen Sisters. The change in warm up gear was in support of the halftime event, sponsored by Missing and Murdered Indigenous People Billings. More than 50 missing or murdered Indigenous women were honored during the silent halftime.
1: Thank you to all you brave people who came out today. Hey, we are
0: That is The Worm for Thursday. We'll have another episode for you early birds on Friday.
1: The Worm is a production of Yellowstone Public Radio. Theme music composed and recorded by Zach Jones at Rapscallion Recording. Metal art Call captured by Jay McGowan for the Macaulay Library. More information about The Worm is available at ypradio.org.